0: Yes, my name is Sybil Venegas, and I'm an independent curator and art historian.
1: And where are you in Chicago?
0: I'm here as curator of the exhibit Show and Tell, the Photography of Laura Aguilar, which is opening tonight at the National Museum of Mexican Art here in Chicago.
1: Okay, so how did you get involved with curating work?
0: Uh, I've been a curator for a number of years. Back in the 1970s, I was involved with a number of different community galleries in San Francisco with the Galeria de la Raza and in Los Angeles with Self-Help Graphics. And I worked uh, there as an assistant uh, administrator to the director. So uh, at that time, I began meeting a lot of artists and working for the organizations. I founded galleries at several organizations, and putting together shows just kind of became part of the work that we did, and over time just evolves as you meet a lot of people, and and it became part of the work as an art historian. It would complement the work that I did in the classroom, and also the work, the scholarship that I wrote. So it all kind of worked together.
1: How was your experience working with Laura Aguilar like as a person and also curating um, her show?
0: Well, I met Laura when she was my student in 1982 when I taught at East LA College. And so I've known Laura since she was a very young woman when she was a, she was already a photographer. She worked for the campus newspaper and she had taken photographs in high school. When I met her, she she took some of my art history classes, but I also introduced her to some of the artists in the local Chicano community. Those artists introduced her to other artists and pretty soon she began to photograph the community. And so some of the early works in this show are the documentary photog- photographs of uh, people that she became friends with, artists that she knew in the community, and they've actually turned out to be wonderful docu- documents of the art community at that time. And then over the years, we, after she was no longer my student, we remained friends and Laura would you know show me her work and we just became friends and you know uh, over the years I've watched her photography grow and mature as she did as an artist.
1: So I know that her work tells us a lot about like who she was but as a friend and also someone who was her professor mentor. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about what kind of person she was? Like on a personal level?
0: Laura was a very interesting person and, and most people that did know Laura they if they came to know her, they realized what a wonderfully smart, perceptive, creative, talented person she was. However, Laura had another side to the, to the uh, outer world, and if she, she was very shy, and she did not talk much. Once you got to know her, she did. She grew up with auditory dyslexia, which is a type of dyslexia that affects your hearing, which affects how you learn to speak as a child and because she couldn't speak in a normal way because of her uh, condition, people thought there was something wrong with her when really she wasn't intellectually handicapped, she just had a trouble speaking. But because the world is the way that it is, the teachers thought she was not intelligent, the students thought she was strange and odd, she lived a rather isolated uh, uh, you know, experience as a child, and so her world as a kid became really interior uh, and really imaginative and creative, and when she was introduced to photography as a high school student by her brother, uh, the photography just opened her up. When I met Laura she was she was very quiet, she was very shy, but as as we became as she became got to know me as she trusted me more, and we became very good friends, I realized what, how, what depth she had. She was funny, she was smart, she was perceptive, but that wasn't readily. Uh, recognized by just a person uh, that might see her in a room where she might just be kind of standing and kind of shy.
1: Did her work, if you know any of this, did her work have an impact in her relationship with her parents? Or do you know anything about her relationship with her parents?
0: I do know a lot about that. She, uh, She came from a family with many creative women. Her grandmother was a painter as was her aunt. Her mother wasn't, however, but her mother liked the arts. They all were women who loved nature. Her mother, her mother recognized the artistic spirit in Laura because her mother, you know, Laura's grandmother, was also an artist. And so while Laura was very close to her grandmother, she did have some um, issues with her mother where there was some conflict. Her father, I think, was supportive of her, maybe kind of distant, and while he never overtly said anything, I think he did support her uh, as an artist. I don't think they understood her work. Her mother passed away when Laura was 20, so her mother never really saw the the recognition and fame. Her father died probably in the 1990s when Laura was just kind of entering out of her emerging state, so neither of her parents would really see the final you know, flowering of her as a as a successful artist. But I, I think they supported her in the way that they could, the way our families do, where they might not understand you and it might even seem that they don't support you at all, but they really do.
1: So which one of her pieces stood out to you the most from all the time you've worked with her?
0: I would probably have to say Three Eagles Flying. Three Eagles Flying is her signature piece. It was the piece that moved her from one level of an artist as a, as a young emerging artist into a, a renowned artist, uh, a mature artist. It was a quite a deep uh, conceptual piece. I would say that that was, and I'll never forget, when she brought it to my house, when she, Laura would always come to my house when she did new work and she'd say, I want to show you something new. And usually it would be in boxes or small prints of what would later become larger images, but this time she brought it over in a, it was already framed, a triptych, it was large. She goes, I want, and she was very humble. I just want to show you my latest, as if it was nothing. So she, it was wrapped in paper, and she opens the paper, and I look at it, and it was like, oh my God, Laura. My, my first reaction was, this is gonna make you famous and because i had never seen anything like that before and i knew it was so powerful and i knew not exactly but what she was talking about conceptually on certain levels and of course later we talked more about it but that was the piece that was the most amazing in terms of watching her transform as an artist and then some of the works that she did some of the works that she did later of course were amazing. The works in nature were wonderful the nature self portraits uh, those were those were amazing. I love the Joshua Tree series because oftentimes I would go out with her to Joshua Tree to help her as an assistant and so one of the one of the gifts I get from that was watching the artist work and watching how how difficult it was to go out onto those rocks, take off all her clothes, and lie down on very sharp, uncomfortable surfaces and conceive something that I'm watching her and not really seeing what she's seeing, but later on it's what we see up on the walls. So I would probably have to say the Joshua Tree series Grounded and uh, Three Eagles Flying.
1: So how did her work impact you and how does her work impact us today?
0: Well, how her work impacted me, I think a little bit differently than the public, because I think the public sees her work and responds to it like, oh, wow, this is amazing work, and sees it for, for what it is. But I think I've, I guess, had the, the gift or the benefit of seeing the work from the inside out, of knowing this artist as a young woman, knowing the artist before most of the work was produced in the, gal- in the gallery that we have here, and having the, um, the opportunity to watch a, really a great artist emerge and unfold as with having a personal relationship as her as her mentor but also as her friend and so that was a beautiful gift that that i was given the other gift that i was given by laura was actually she asked me to be uh her trustee of her estate after she died towards the end of her life she was very ill she had uh, diabetes and eventually renal failure and so when she asked myself and another, her art uh, uh, assistant, Chris Bilasco to, to take care of her trust after she passed, that was another gift that I really wasn't expecting how that would unfold. So even though Laura died in uh, April of last year of 2018, the gift of participating in that, participating in the basically the end of her life, helping her die, and working with her estate and now with her archive has been just an amazing experience that I've been given by Laura. Laura gave that to me. I didn't ask to do it, I accepted it, and it's, you know, it continues on. So here I am sitting here in part because of that. The advice I I guess I could give any young person, you know, I taught at a community college for many years, and one of the things I would always tell my students, because you know, I have students interested in all kinds of things and struggling with all the issues that young, young people struggle with in terms of figuring out who they are and who they want to be and how they're going to get there. And the thing that I would always tell them, because it doesn't matter what you want to do. If it's coming from your heart, it's what you need to do. There's many things that affect how we succeed, and it has to do with you know, our family support, has to do with financial, do I have to work, how am I going to get the money, uh, these kinds of things that, that we all deal with. But I think that the, the answer is to follow your heart. If you want to do this, whatever it is, and maybe your family is saying, no, you need to do something else, I think you really need to follow your heart because we can, I've known too many people that have, you know, gone on to become, you know, very successful professionals, become a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, and hate it. And they hate it because that wasn't what they wanted to become, it was what somebody else wanted them to become. And somebody else's dreams for you are not yours. Even though they might be good ones and you might make a good, uh, financially successful career, if it's not in your heart, you're not going to be happy. So just follow your heart. That's really the advice I used to give, and, you know, that's what you have to do for, for you to be happy, better to be happy than rich or happy than anything else.